You're listening to the Debrief Podcast with Reggie Allen, and we have a new topic for this week. We're going to be talking about firearms, guns, glicks, glocks, and everything under the sun that makes boom and might harm somebody else. We'll be talking a little bit about regulations. We won't go too much in depth on all the regulations that are in America because there are so many. However, we'll compare guns and their feasibility you know, what? what is their functionality? And also just talk about, do we really need everything that we have? In America, we live a very beautiful life of freedoms upon freedoms. And sometimes that freedoms changes our mentality so much that it's, it's entitlement to those freedoms. So this won't be a full-on attack saying there won't be guns you know there shouldn't be any guns but we're gonna have to just adjust how we look at guns to most of the listeners i'm sure that you guys are more on the left-leaning side of the spectrum but if you know someone that's a little more on the the right side of things you know they're a little more pro-gun i'm pro-gun as well but the way that some people in america look at being pro-gun it's outrageous so stay tuned This is a debrief. You're listening to the debrief podcast. Welcome back to all my listeners. I hope you're having a great day, a great week. I feel as if, you know, just to get a quick point off that we're very much polarized. You've heard it in my other episodes Now, granted, we're always going to have our differences, the things that divide us. I do not want to force anybody into a spot that they do not want to be in. However, I feel as if there's a lot that we can improve on as communities, as states, as countries, and as an international community. You know, whether you're conservative or liberal, that should not refrain you from humanity or your civic duty towards your community, your state, your country, or to the world. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about guns. For the most part, I'm sure everyone knows a gun is something that fires a bullet and is, is a tool of killing. Now, as a person that has grown up and have studied guns before, I've been on junior Olympic teams for shooting. I've been hunting before. I take it very passionately. And to see the amount of violence that goes around it, the amount of politicking that goes around guns, it's it's worrisome. I'll say that a lot of guns are very cool. I find that The way that we treat guns is like any other relic or antique that we have. You know, a classic car, a very fancy, expensive car is nearly equivalent to guns for a lot of Americans. Some guns are like fancy vases. They're they're like trophies. So I understand the infatuation with them. They can be very beautiful tools. However, the power within the tool is a threatening thing. 
Now, if you haven't realized when I speak about regulation upon guns, I'm not talking about pistols or shotguns or even long rifles for the most part, because since the dawn of time, those those select categories have been, you know, fairly gen- generic. There's not a whole lot of wiggle room. There's not a lot of space to just like misconstrue, be be very confused about what a pistol is and debate its facts or whatever. More people are going to die from a pistol than an assault rifle because it is way cheaper to get an assault rifle. There are a lot more in this world. And then the next thing is there are, there are too many points that will support a pistol. Not everybody has the means to get an assault rifle. And also, it's not as concealable as well. So when I started realizing that America was a little too pro-gun for me, was sometime around high school, maybe about three, four years ago now. A lot of other countries, they have had their their school shootings, their mass shootings somewhere, and they started putting in heavy gun laws to either ban guns in all or to ban assault rifles. Now, granted, America is home of the free, land of the brave, You know, we'll act a little different, but the way that we responded to mass shootings and all these other things is kind of weird. It's like it's like having a problem child and then defending them every time they do something crazy. It's like another another mass shooting happens. Guy has a AR-15 style weapon with a 60 round combo mag, you know with a with an ACOC four power site that is used by standard military and you know it, it is straight into litigation and debates on whether these guns should be gone or not. You know, either limit them or we get rid of them. That there's only two ways to really do it. Historically speaking, you know, we're in a point in technology where the technology is going to challenge how we think about things because when gun when guns first came out, we we're, we're, we're talking, you know, 1700s, you know, late 16s and everything. I'm sure well, let, let's just focus on the birth of America, you know, 1700s time frame all the way up to now. From the 1700s to the 1800s, everything was the musket, you know, the pirate-style weapons, things from the Civil War. They were single-shot. They were very cumbersome, extremely long barrels. They used powder that could, you know, misfire anytime that it wants to. And they were using very, very, uh, we'll just say lackluster technology. It was a steel ball and it was not a perfect ball at that. Now we have fully semi-automatic gas operated weapons. The technology is wonderful now. And with that technology has to come the regulations around it. 
you know, a lot of people hate regulations just like they like they they hate laws as well. So it's an interesting thing to get into. So the first thing I would want to talk about is just addressing the the proposed policies of Biden and Kamala Harris on assault rifles and other weapons with high capacity magazines. In my opinion, I wouldn't, you know, follow their plan. I would just say, you know, either be done with high capacity magazines now or, you know, you can't get them at all. So either make a ban after a certain time or, you know, you can't get more than this and you have to get them registered. It's very hard to make a regulation on something that is a very easy to make tool. You know, it's kind of like saying a regulation on Sharpies, saying that we have to make sure that you register every Sharpie that you get is nearly impossible. Just like saying that every um, AR-15, uh, Stantag, like 30 plus magazine has to get registered, that sounds kind of impossible. So in the idea of high capacity, I'm against high capacity. You know, keep it keep it 30 and below. And even 30 is high because that is the standard, you know, that's the standard magazine size for a lot of assault rifles in militaries nowadays. I honestly feel as if the low, the lowest it should go for assault rifles and anything of combat style or use in our current military should only go down to the level of SWAT teams. They shouldn't even see standard police forces. So if you're federal level, if you're SWAT, you can have it. But police wise, no. Next thing I would get into is if people want to have assault rifles you know, they can only buy a certain barrel length from um, from the companies. Now, th this, this comes the bad part because, you know, big business, they will basically, you know, square dance around issues because they have so much money and they have so many supporters. And the only people that really ever get to stop them are the congressmen that set the laws in place and talk to them the most and judges if it deals with something very much constitutional. So you would basically have to depend on our congressmen to challenge these big business folk or like hope that these big businesses caught in, get caught into something constitutional so that judges can step into it. So when it comes to barrel, I would think that they should have long barrel lengths. If you, if you want to get an AR-15, you know, we already put the limit on magazines. You have to have less than 30. And even then, I would, I would tune it down and say, you know what, you can't have any higher than 20. So first one, going back to the first statement, can't have no more than 20, 20 rounds in a magazine. Now back to the... Back to what we're talking about right now, I would talk about barrel lengths. You know, it has to be it has to be a standard barrel length that is um, around the same length as a regular bolt action long rifle. Those things go between about 
20 inches and higher. If I'm correct, the last time I have studied my AR-15s, a lot of those barrels are short lengths between 14 to 23. So they can get the longer rifle versions, but they can't get the short barrels. The, the whole point is to not get a weapon that makes you feel like you're a Navy SEAL. You know, all this concealed carry stuff, keep the concealed carry, keep the open carry for pistols. You can have a... I don't even know how to describe it as an open carry, but you can have a open carry for your shotgun as well. But besides that, we want you to feel cumbersome if you have a weapon that is not a pistol or a revolver. That That's my whole idea on weapons because already we have pistols out. So you have concealed carry, open carry for your pistol. You can kill basically however many people are in the magazine of your pistol. So if your pistol has a high capacity of like 18 rounds and then you put another one in the chamber before you know putting in your magazine you now have 19 individuals that you can kill well okay it doesn't take one bullet to kill a person you need two to three if you're thinking you know a little bit differently okay so 19 divided by two that's basically nine so you can kill nine people with your pistol that already that's crazy so if you're gonna have another weapon with you out and about we're gonna have to make sure it's cumbersome so when you come around people already give you the eye as if what is this person doing around go ahead you can have your shotgun in your in your truck in your car you know people are gonna recognize it because it's so big you know it's certain things that just shouldn't fly and i feel as if having rifles especially compact barrels you know they call them cqbr cbrs those are close quarters battle rifles stuff like that they shouldn't be a thing so we got limiting magazines to 20 we also got they have to be long barrel they have to be like 20 plus i cannot limit scopes it's just not a thing that's no i would say the next thing to also increase its its cumbersomeness would be stocks you cannot have an adjustable stock you have to have a a fixed stock and that that's going to suck for me as well because you know maybe you want your your uh your stock a little bit closer maybe you want it further out but if we're gonna have to make the sacrifice on weapons to decrease the the easiness the convenience of getting these weapons and having them as a threat you're gonna have to make it harder for everyone that that that's the biggest thing is you have to make it difficult for everyone to make sure that the convenience is not there anymore just like how they have you know, traffic lights, different speed cameras out. It's an inconvenience to a lot of people, but you make your big money because of a lot of people that are speeding in general. So that would be the next thing right there is making it fixed stock. 
and you'll just have to buy, you know, a specific stock to put on for your preferred length. That's how people use their sniper rifles, their shotguns. So you're just going to have to get used to it if you want your AR-15. So we got low capacity, 20 and below. We have long barrel, 20 and above. That's actually kind of funny. We should call that the 2020 rule. And then the next thing we just talked about would be the fixed stock. Now, after that, there's not a lot of other things you could really regulate because we could limit the amount of rounds getting purchased, but I just feel like that's kind of foolish. If you're a hunter or you're a a very avid person for target practice, you do a lot of wet fire drills, you know, just actually firing live fire, you know, you're going to go through a lot of ammunition. So I can't really limit that. So there goes the regulation part. Now let's talk about debating about these weapons in general. Now, I don't know where it comes to the point where you have to argue for an assault rifle. I don't find it very useful. If you have your own long rifle, your shotgun, and your pistol, then you're good. If you cannot defend your house with a long rifle, a pistol, or a shotgun, I just think you do not need a gun in general. If you cannot defend yourself out in public with a long rifle, shotgun, or pistol, I think you're kind of screwed in general. That's just my opinion. Thinking from a person, if you need the qualifications... I I I mean I'm halfway country boy. I I've lived in the south. Shoot, Maryland is is borderline, but I have family in the south. I go hunting with them all the time. I grew up around weapons. I'm a boy scout, former ROTC, so I've studied weapons before. I've shot them all the time. I I've I've qualified as a marksman in every program that I've ever shot in. So I know what I'm talking about here. You know, if you have if you need an assault rifle, you know, fully automatic to that's another thing. No no weapon that we own, this is for everything. No weapon that we should own should be fully automatic. Everything should be semi-automatic or bolt action or single shot. You know, just going back to the whole convenience thing, you have to make it difficult for everyone to make it easy for everyone. That, that's just how it is for me, I believe. So talking about debate things, I recently did this as a paper for my philosophy class in logic. So it's pretty fresh on my mind when I talk about it. But let, let's, let's, let's talk about a little history real quick. So assault rifle is not a... It's not a definite thing. It will always change depending on military and SWAT and police and everything. Because assault rifle literally just means an, a rifle used during assaults, you know, military engagements, things like that. So if I were to give the military a bunch of 22 long rifle, you know, pea shooter rifles, that's an assault rifle because they used it in combat during assaults. So there's no way to fully just say let's ban assault rifles because that would be foolish. 
However, if we think historically on it, there's a lot of things that have changed with assault rifles. If we talk about pre-Vietnam War weapons, they were all long rifle. We started introducing smaller caliber, smaller lightweight rifles. You know, they were experimental during World War One, so that's the 1910s, and they became a a thing of practice during World War II, which was 1940s. But the whole era that we know of as AR-15s, M4s, M16s, those things were 1960s and above because you have the Colt, the Colt 223, whatever you want to call it, you know, Colt's AR-15 from Armalite, you know, everything that we know of as the M4, M16 during Vietnam War, that was, that's what most of us know as assault rifles. So assault rifles pre-1960s are rifles that, you know, we know of as hunting rifles for the majority of the public. If you think about 1940s, World War One, even going back to revolutionary civil war, your rifle for war was basically the same rifle that you used to hunt. Literally. So if you were a hunter, you used that same musket to defend your town when the British were coming. The same rifle that you used to go hunting was the same rifle that you used to be a part of the Confederate or Union Army to fight in whatever skirmish. The rifle that you used for hunting, I, I can apply this all the way up to the 1940s, basically. Now, the only difference that I'll say is that whatever weapon that you use, the military is always going to engineer it to be better because it's for war. It has to be more durable, has to be more effective. So, for example, if we if we talk about famous weapons from the Germans, being that Germans were very famous in their technology, let's talk about the Car 98. Car 98, long rifle, bolt action, has a capacity, I'm a ballpark it around three to five rounds. And it uses a Mauser round, it's like a 7.98, so it's around eight millimeters, very large round, but it packs a punch. Now, I guarantee you, you're not gonna use that weapon in 2010 for a mass shooting, unless you're gonna be staked out in some, you know, eagle's nest from a high, from a high ground position and you're taking out people because that gun is very much cumbersome. It's big. People are going to see it. After you shoot the first person, everyone's going to see you. They're going to hear you. Actually, that's a good point saying everyone's going to see you. Everyone's going to hear you. No one can own a suppressor. That is very hard to say because if you're hunting, maybe you don't want to, you know, don't want to have such a large sound profile while shooting. But hunters have been around for the longest with their weapons without suppressors. So you do not need a suppressor. I feel as if the difficulties, sorry to go off track with that, but the difficulties around our gun laws and all the issues that we have with shootings is that America is so free, we make it difficult for ourselves. We become slaves to our freedom. 
It's like a dopamine effect. You know, serotonin is good for you. That's the happy feeling. Dopamine is the reward feeling. So for America, as Americans, you know, in United States of America citizens, here is the closing quote right here. I want to end it right here because that, that was good. Serotonin is the happy feeling. Dopamine is the reward feeling. America, we are addicted upon our freedoms. Our freedoms are our reward, and it's lovely to have them. However, when it comes to guns and when it comes to a lot of other freedoms, we are addicted to our freedoms that we cannot see our humanity anymore. If you're interested in hearing a little more talk about firearm regulation and just firearms in general, leave a message, email me, I'll I'll leave something down, but let's talk about it. You're listening to The Debrief with